Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first times hearing the releases in question, and we just react to what we hear. Uh, sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. We don't strive to make a whole lot of objective value judgments about what we hear. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. Uh, we're not trying to convince you that something's good or bad. We just present stuff, talk about it, and leave you to make your own judgments. Uh, we're all we're all adults here. We encourage people to engage with and support the things that they enjoy by buying physical releases, going seeing bands, all that good stuff. Uh, the format is that we have 10 bands in the queue every episode. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between like five and seven of them. Uh, people call into the show. We uh, answer their questions or uh, and or comments at the end of the show, and that's that's really all there is to it. So we, you know, typically will lead the show with uh, a little bit of banter, maybe something about our week. Um, I had a pretty good week. I had a pretty I'm, good. I'm week. I'm in a great mood. Um, I had a good week. Yeah, so did I. Uh, interesting was... things happened. Oh, interesting things happened. Yeah. I don't think anything interesting happened to me, but it was a good week nonetheless. Something interesting happened at the very beginning of the week. Uh, you mean as as relates to the show? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's what I was gonna, that's what I was going to talk about. Um, it's kind of um, it's an inevitability that I think that we have actually joked about maybe actively on the show, mm-hmm. um, and it finally came to pass. And it is uh, to put it quite bluntly, we accidentally, uh, repeatedly enthusiastically <laughs> big up um a fascist band a nationalist band <laughs> right um which i i think honestly from a pure statistical standpoint was legitimately bound to occur at some point because we really have no filters on on who sends stuff into us um you know on on it's not like we're rigorously background checking shit. And the only way that we actually uh, found this out was that after <laughs> quite a few people who listened to our show um, decided to throw their money in the ring to support this band that we big up through multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, when their tapes arrived, they did arrive with a big middle finger sticker that had uh, Black Lives Matter under it. <laughs> and then also the even more telling uh, rock against communism stickers um, for the uninitiated as um, I guess it's sort of like benign as that might seem if you're somebody who doesn't necessarily identify with communism and you might say yeah, that's that's not it doesn't, doesn't sound particularly uh, nationalist or threatening. Um, I don't I'm sure I don't have to contextualize this for a lot of people, but for the few 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 younger folks who I do, RAC bands uh, were uh, it was like an org- a loose organization network of bands that formed in, in Britain uh, in like the late 70s, early 80s that uh, predominantly featured bands who were like hyper of the hyper nationalist oi and street mm-hmm. punk bent. Um, and it's uh, it's just like a genre tag that's persisted to this day. So yeah, it's, if you see- it's, it's it's like Newspeak, like focus on the family, right? Or something right. like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's one of the many ways that um, that like racists and ultra nationalists uh, mask mask their true intentions uh, behind a a fairly innocuous sounding or appearing banner, you know? Mm hmm. Um, so there you go. The band is Grimyard. It's uh, it's a one man project who I, I I will still enthusiastically good. back the musical quality of. Yeah, for sure, it's really good. Um, but it's we, not good, <laughs> right? It's good, but it's not good. 
um we you know collectively via via ourselves and like the people who listen to the show who bought the tape you know we probably put 50 bucks in in the grim skin's pocket see and this is where he fucked up right because Mm -hmm. and and this is this this is why things like um you know like basically like racism and like authoritarian bends and things like that and just general fascism is a, is, a, is basically a, a prion disease right because it right. eats itself from the inside out right sure yeah this is where homeboy fucked up because he could have rode that fifty dollars every six months right mm-hmm. that boon of cash that comes from writing pretty fucking goddamn good catchy fucking oi right right yeah with no one the wiser for sure, man. He, he couldn't, couldn't understand his lyrics, right? Yeah, right. And yeah, there was stuff in there about Final Solution in, in, in hindsight, right? But sure. frankly, you know, we all like, you and I have said it before, and in general, hardcore is best when it's like towing up to a line, right, of transgression. Sure, yeah. If not outright crossing it, right? It just has to be within the certain, I guess, uh, norms, right? Certain, certain like norms required of like modern decency, right? Right, yeah. But- you know, that's what made it cool, right? Sure. <laughs> so, like, you know, terms like Final Solution associated with, like, a creepy fucking OI project. Yeah, I guess maybe in retrospect, but you know what? At the time, I didn't even fucking blink, right? Yeah, me neither, man. <laughs> it really just, it didn't really dawn on me. Um, it seems like, you know, a telling sign in retrospect. But, yeah, at the time, it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've also... I'm I'm kind of inoculated against uh, sketchy shit too. Where sure. like so I, you we know both I mean? are, yeah, we we both definitely are, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I, I, you know, I don't I don't bat an eyelash at that type of stuff, and I just assume it's somebody uh, who is who is also of the edge lord persuasion, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, and he could have he could have continued to put out fucking tape after tape after tape of fucking music that we would have big big upped and just gobbled down like fucking flies on shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for but sure. It's prion disease. Had to send out the stickers, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, right? man. And that, that that either so so to me, I was thinking about this this week. It either betrays number one a complete lack of awareness, right, or a total and supreme self awareness. Like they he suckered you in with a couple releases, right? Yeah, for I sure. don't think that's the case because the first tape only had twelve copies, right? And the second tape only had twenty five, right? R- right, right. But um, you know, it's like. Uh, the successful racists don't tell anybody that they're fucking racists. Yeah, for sure. They just uh, they just work quietly in the shadows until they, they become like uh, a senator, you know? Right. And they take advantage of all the wealth and power that is afforded them, right? Right. And they just leave that shit in the background. It's the unsuccessful fucking billies that, you know, basically put their uh, put their worst foot forward, right? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And And honestly... You probably don't want to know how many of your favorite musicians and musical acts of today and yesterday have some pretty fucking sketchy, <laughs> sketchy thoughts <laughs> and some pretty fucking sketchy ideas and actions, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, this is, uh, and you know, luckily, I think somebody, somebody in like the demo listed Facebook group or something mentioned uh, the fact that uh, that we basically we we probably collectively provided him with enough money for him to get his clan robes dry cleaned. So yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? Uh, it's not, that's what did. I'm saying. If he was smart, he would have just fucking wrote it, right? Yeah. 
Yep. And um, shit, we'd have put out a goddamn tape for him. Yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, you had just approached me about like, man, you know, we should try and do something for this dude. If he had just played it cool, he could have suckered a couple of unsuspecting Midwestern hicks into putting out his racist toy project on yeah. their label, you know? Yeah. And uh, as it is, I'll just listen to his racist toy music in private, but I won't buy another goddamn <laughs> second of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So also, I uh, I checked into the label who was who was putting out the uh, like the compilation tape for him because like I said, you had actually mentioned us potentially doing something for him, but another label had already swooped in on it. So I checked in on that uh, just to see like, Oh, maybe these guys like got, you know, maybe they got suckered into it too. But I I'll tell you one thing um, again for the uninitiated here, I'm sure plenty, plenty of people in our listenership know this, but if you see a label that puts out an eclectic mix of like punk boy, black metal and, they utilize the term pagan or paganism in their right. self description. Right, that right, is right, a, right, right, that right. is a racist label. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is you and I both kind of like, I don't know. I take a little bit of personal pride in like being able to sniff a rat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Boy, I didn't sniff this one. Right. <laughs> I didn't. Cause it was totally out of context. Right. It was totally out of context. One man band. Grimyard is the grim skin. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know shit in piss. I guess it's from fucking, you know, somewhere out in the boonies in New York, right? I don't right. know shit and piss about it. God damn it, it looks fucking cool. And god damn it, it sounded good. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I checked I checked into the label and they uh they've put out uh, a couple uh absurd reissues. Uh the Oh yeah. So so you know, as soon as you see that, right? Yeah, they they've put out like uh, straight up, like a lot of like straight up out and out, like Nazi, Nazi black metal and shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so it also just, it, it uh, really reinforces the fact that um, like, and, and I think they put out like some goat moon shit and stuff too, but it really reinforces the man, the point that like, if you're going to be in, and we've talked about this before, if you're going to be into punk or into oi and like black metal, you just have to kind of, you just kind of got to swallow Dude. the good with the bad on that because all, all, like all your favorite big black metal bands from the nineties yeah. from, from fucking, you know, dark throne mayhem, they, they, all, all of them, all of them, because they were fucking edgelord fucking teenagers in like Scandinavia. Right. Right. Um, a place white as snow, both in flesh and climate. Right. Right. Um, come on. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and I, even, even in the contemporary scene, like, even if your favorite band, uh, if their record appears untarnished or whatever, if you do like a little bit of digging, you'll find out that they are label mates with like <laughs> several sure. Nazi bands or they've done a split with a band with very sure. questionable political alignment. It's just, yep. it's one of those things where it's like, if you have even a toe in that world, you're brushing shoulders with some incredibly unsavory types. It's just mm-hmm. uh, part and parcel to it. So it's just it's just the way it's just the way it goes. So you know, yeah, whatever. Still quite it's, it's uh still cool. It's not cool. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there you go. The inevitable finally occurred. Um, depending upon how long we continue to do this show, it may, you know, it might not it might not be the last time. Honestly, if it's now, now that we've, we've, you know, you know, the formula, mm-hmm. right? The formula is number one, we're not going to do too much digging. Right. Right. Um, because on, like he didn't send me a sticker with my tape. Right. 
the green, it just said thanks for the support on a post on like a little post-it note with a little spider web, you know? Right. You know, which is like in line with the uh, you know, his his like basically design, right? Right. So I didn't get anything. And I got a I got a text from a friend who got one and it was the middle finger with BLM. And I was like, huh. He said, Did you get anything? I was like, no, I didn't get nothing. And he goes, huh. And you know, we were talking about it and he's like, Do you think it means like fuck you, comma, Black Lives Matter? <laughs> or is it fuck you, Black Lives Matter with no comma? And I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, I don't know. And I was like, I think I know, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you, t- I saw that you texted me about it and I was like, okay, so now it's definitely for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, Fatty Hurst um, uh, messaged me about it initially and was just like, it was something like, man, <laughs> you, the things you learn about yourself when you find out through your favorite podcast that uh, fascist shitheads actually do make good music and you're not as morally infallible as you thought you were, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, because I was, I was really loving this until I found out dude was a nationalist fucking asshole. So, hey, you're still allowed to like it, right? You're still yeah. allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. You're still allowed to like it, right? Yeah, sure. Just maybe don't send him five bucks for a tape, you know? Exactly. Right. So, uh, so there you go. Um, if you purchased it, you know, I mean, sorry. people, sorry, people suck up like Chris Brown's music. Yeah, for sure. And, and he dude. lives and breathes beating up women. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? But there he is guest, guesting on, you know, everybody's fucking record. Like, he's still out there doing shit. And he, you know, beats women to a fucking pulp, right? Right, yeah. And just saying, you know. People love Eric Clapton. Notorious racist. No Notorious doubt. racist, right? Yeah, love him. Sure. Watched his son plummet to his doom just so he could save a bag of cocaine. And then made millions of dollars and people love him for it. Right, <laughs> yeah, is that Johnny true? Ramone? Right, oh, yeah. Uh, what, what Johnny Ramone do? Racist? Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, he was he was he was deemed by the rest of the band as kind of being uh, a little too uh, a little too fervently conservative and uh, racist. Okay, word, fair enough. Um, you know, so it's just kind of like you know, whatever. I'm not putting the uh, I'm not I'm not putting the grim skin on the uh the hallowed the hallowed pillars of like eric clapton right sure boy but uh, i'm just saying you know don't yeah. dig too deep all your favorite 70s bands they fuck little girls every single one of them <laughs> yeah basically without exception right you yeah. like motley crew you must like child porn <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and they had a fucking netflix biopic made about them so yeah so um, so yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's our preamble for the, for the, for the week. We didn't have to dig into any sort of, um, banal, uh, reporting on our weekly endeavors or going Because we, we still haven't had any weekly endeavors, right? I mean, I had a good week, but whatever. Yeah. It's mostly nerd shit that I don't get to do very often. Yeah. Cause you know, my friends are fucking boneheads. Um, <laughs> so I got to hang out with actual biologists and stuff and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Hell Yeah. Um, so, uh, so let's just jump into it then. Um, sorry for, uh, sorry for, for misguiding you guys and, um, accidentally leading you into buying the music of a racist, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, so first up tonight, we have got self-inflict with their demo. Uh, I big upped, uh, not for the week records a while back. Um, they put out the th- uh, shock to the system by thought control, which I really liked. We listened to uh, lethal means zero sum game. Um, they put out street weapon last year, which is cool. 
This is uh, a release on the label that I haven't gotten around to listening to yet. It came out in May of this year, and it was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. And then we have got Old Moon with Alters. This was sent in by Sam Thorpe. He described this as like a uh, one-man one man post-punk project from out in the boonies in New Hampshire that incorporates um, some elements of like goth and shoegaze into it. We might have to pay a little more attention to it. <laughs> yeah, right? no doubt. It's a one-man project. It's from, a one-man project from the boonies in New England, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's tiptoeing up to some uh, some pagan, some pagan, you know, uh, imagery there with the name old moon altars right yeah yeah right. exactly so we might, we might have to do a little digging on this one um you know full fullest once right <laughs> fullest three times i guess um i guess we're like we're fucking racist <laughs> yeah for sure you're not fooling us anymore right <laughs> right yeah um next up we have got bolo uh, this is a self-titled release and, uh, it's a John Fett submission. So you can probably guess, but he said, this is a new fast core band from the West coast. Then we have got Voidbringer with cruel and unusual. Um, this is actually a new release on uh, 625 thrash. So I'll, uh, I'll be interested to hear like what a new 625 thrash band sounds like. I bet they, I, if I had to, if, if I had to bet, I would say it probably sounds like uh, a lot like old 625 thrash bands. Yeah, I would say, I mean, we had that, um, who do we have on there that had the 625 release recently that we were surprised about? Uh, the New They Live release. The New They Live release was really yep. good, but that's not a new band, so. Yeah, right. Um, this was sent in by John uh, from The Path, not an international submission, just uh, just a submission. <clears throat> then we have got Bleach Drinker with Icon. This is a band from Stockholm, Sweden. It was sent in by Matthias Grain, our Swedish correspondent. Um, he described this as power violence with hardcore leanings. So I guess we're going to have a lot of like PV fastcore stuff in the queue tonight. Isn't power violence with hardcore leanings just power violence? Well, yeah, for sure. But I, I, I think that he probably means uh, the particular type of contemporary PV stuff that has more overt modern hardcore influence that we've had on the show several times, if I, right. if I had to take a guess. Right. Uh, then next up, we have got The Chain with Pain. This is a contribution off of the new Last Ride uh, Records Australian compula compilation. This is Australia Volume 2. It was sent in by Niall, our, our uh, Australian correspondent. Um, he said he sent a chain track in a while, and uh, this is like a new a new single from them. I can't, I honestly can't remember uh, if we got around to listen to this band on the show or not. Then we have got Corrupted Saint with Mutilated Before the Masses. This was sent in by Fatty Hurst. He said they are a Jacksonville, Florida-based death metal band that they played with that uh, he liked a whole lot. Then we have got uh, Judy and the Jerks with Live and NWI. This is a new, new live tape from the Hattiesburg, Mississippi Stalwarts. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find all of these tracks on previous releases, but um, uh, Hampton from the band sent it in. and. Uh, you know, wanted to wanted to at least give it a chance to to pop up in the queue. So mm -hmm. there you go. I think this re was recorded in like uh, Hammond or Gary. Uh, then we have got Kuklinski with Everything Hurts, Nothing Is the Same. This was sent in by Tim Neff, so I don't imagine that I will like it. He described it as combat wounded veteran with uh, nothing to sink your teeth into, which sounds not cool at all, really. 
And then last up, we have Moroi uh, with Spiritual Madness. This is an, an Anthony from Gel special. He said that uh, he wanted to try and uh, submit it one last time since the, the dice have never favored it, and he wanted to get, try and get it in one last time before the uh, year cut off. Yeah, I was going to say we've had this in the, in the lineup a couple times. So Yeah, for sure, but the, the dice has never favored it, so we'll see if, uh, see if they do tonight. So let's uh, roll the dice, see what's up first. Nine. All right. Uh, so nine is Kuklinski. The Bandcamp is kuklinskinoise.bandcamp.com. You can that's spelled K-U-K-L-I-N-S-K-I noise.bandcamp.com. The release is everything hurts, nothing is the same. Definitely looks like some screamo shit. Um, the last it has definitely a screamo song names. Um, mm. Like this last, uh, the last track on here in particular, which is also the one that they have queued up to play. I like Combat Wounded Veteran just fine, so you know we'll see. But uh, I honestly couldn't even tell you what Combat Wounded Veteran sounds like anymore. I can't. I remember that name. I have a general idea of like the realm that it was in. You know. Yeah, it's it's in- it's a, it's a it's a it's an oddly specific thing to reference. Yeah, it's like the you know the whole emo violence thing. Uh, the 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 branch of screamo that uh, is certainly more tolerable than a lot of the uh, of its whiny counterparts. So you know, orchid shit like that, uh, mm-hmm. bucket, bucket full of teeth. Um, so you know, I actually might like this uh, just fine because I do like a lot of stuff that falls into that into that lane. So um, they have the last song on here queued up to play. So we're gonna listen to Jim Carrey, "Me Far Away from This Place" by Kuklinski off of "Everything Hurts, Nothing Is the Same." <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Pour gasoline Through the muscle tissue On the back of a pale horse Riding into the sunset I have seen the worst days Burn and die Right in front of my eyes Well, I miss the feeling of dreading sick and tired of Harry. I'm sick and tired of having to be my with you. I'm sick and tired of being a robot. Most of all. I'm sick and tired of having no all right, we just heard Jim Carrey me far away from this place by Kuklinski off of Everything Hurts, Nothing is the Same. And uh, they apparently tried to utilize a dumb and dumber quote in like a soundbite in like an, an earnest, in an earnest way, which tells you a lot of what you need to know about this band. I was really hoping that this would be like blasty 
and chaotic emo violence, especially considering the fact that in their description, it says a hardcore duo out of Ontario, Canada, producing grind-induced there emo violence. There you go again. What? I said it. You said Ontario. Oh, yeah, and Ontario. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's stuck in my fucking brain, dude. I don't know why I can't say it correctly. Um, right. But yeah, c- c- uh, hardcore duo out of Ontario, Canada, producing grind-induced emo violence. And so, you know, I like I said, I was hoping for something that was uh, more in line with Combat Wounded Veteran and Orchid and Bucket Full of Teeth and, and all that kind of stuff that I, that I do at least... Uh, Enjoy partially for nostalgia, but partially because I think it's uh, fairly good in its own right. Uh, and and I didn't get that. Even the heavy riff in this um, really sucked. It was like it was like very. If it, it sounded real, jump the fuck up, new metal. <laughs> it was it was a bummer, and the production was bad, which is part and parcel to this this style of like screamo, um, but uh, not in a way that was particularly charming. Um, this was definitely basement music, but not not of the variety that uh, I enjoy, nor of the variety that I was hoping it would be. So, yeah, I don't I don't really relate to this. Um, this is not how I ever really, uh, ex- I guess, expressed or felt angst. Right? Yeah. Um, the one thing that did, like I said, I I couldn't tell you. I have an idea of what bands like Bucketful of Teeth and the Orchid and uh combat wounded veterans sound like right? yeah but the fact that i can't even remember means that they did not play a big they, they weren't a, a big part of my consumption sure, right yeah when they were around um and there's probably a reason for that and that reason still abides to this day if this is sort of in that vein i was this didn't even feel like much of a song no not really man i mean you know i ain't gonna shit on you whatever you know well you have this and be, well, you know whatever like but this just didn't, this didn't feel like a song. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, there wasn't, I guess there was nothing else. Like, what is it? Combat Room a Veteran and nothing else to sink your teeth into? Right, yeah. Yeah, there was nothing to sink your teeth into with this. No, At least at this all. particular song, right? Yeah. And if this is the one that you want to put up front, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the rest of them are going to sound like, and I don't care. Yeah, for um, sure. So, whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no reason to tarry any longer. Let's just roll that no, dice and, and no, hope for something we, better. We didn't, we didn't like it, right? It, yeah. did, it, it didn't rip and it wasn't cool. And if this was racist, yeah, I wouldn't like it out the gate. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So right. let's uh, let's hope that dice gives us something better on this next roll. Uh, eight, um, dude, it's we're we're dancing right around Moroi. Mm-hmm. It's like it just it just won't land on it. Um, okay, so eight is uh, the new Judy, Judy and the Jerks live tape. You can find this at judyandthejerks.bandcamp.com. I don't mind that this is all material you can find on other releases because um, I will take any opportunity to to big up the Hattiesburg scene. And in the intervening time that we've, you know, since we've had Judy on the Jerks uh, on the show initially, I'm I'm sure that we've gained lots and lots of new listeners who may not have been exposed to them before. Um, and I will, I, I ride and dive for uh, this entire group of uh, people making music and all of their bands. So um, let's just uh, jump right in at the beginning. The first song on here is uh, a known banger. I'm always interested to to hear how like a live punk tape comes out too. It's not like, it's not something that typically falls in my area of interest just because by and large, I would rather just hear the studio version. But mm-hmm. uh, there are a handful of live uh, live recordings that I think are are solid for sure. A, a handful, most of them, and most of them 
aren't worth uh, aren't worth your time, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I won't I won't beat around the bush on that. Like I said, I, I usually don't give a fuck about live uh, live recordings. But since these are the uh, since this is the um, a, a scene and a band who I, I like really uh, a whole fucking lot, um, you know, we'll give them give them a fair shake. So we're just gonna well, listen to Butter by Judy and the Jerks. So off. Butter is is the track that we listened to the first time we listened to. Judy. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, let's well, listen to the the, the 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 best title on this, which is Cyclops Baby. Okay, yeah, cool. We can do that. So we're going to listen to Cyclops Baby by Judy and the Jerks off of Live and NWI. Just heard the song Cyclops Baby by Judy and the Jerks off of Live in Live and NWI, their new live tape. Uh, new, relatively speaking, it came out in June of this year. Um, <clears throat> this tape actually is kind of insult pile atop injury because this was, was recorded up in Hammond in uh, right. January of 2020 at a show that I didn't know was happening. Neither um, one of us had any idea, right? Yeah, that we both would have been um, in attendance if we did. And uh, the fact that it sounded really good and sounded like they uh, they are a good live band. Like I said, insult to injury because that sounded great. Um, if this is your first exposure to Ju- Judy and the Jerks, I think the record that this song was initially featured on is uh, Music for Donuts that came out on Thrilling Living and I think mm-hmm. is long since sold out, but I'm sure you can find a copy on the on the secondhand market somewhere. Um, I don't want to speak too long about this because I, I already uh, I already sucked the proverbial dick of this band before we ever even played a played a song on here this evening. I really like this band. I really like everything that's going on in the Hattiesburg scene. Um, yeah, it's great. Like I said, I wouldn't necessarily um, gravitate towards a live cassette, but uh, but if you liked that, there there are plenty of studio efforts from this band um, that you can pick up. I'm still sh- or uh, still pick up. I'm sure, and uh, it looks like there are still copies of this left too. So if if you like live cassettes pick up a copy of this they're like four bucks and uh evidently it sounds real good and it's it's filled with a ripping ass song so yeah and i think that's the that's the thing that makes it if it sounded like shit right yeah. mm-hmm. um which i always just assume most live recordings are going to do right 
um, no, it's worth a buy, right? Because sure. it sounds good. So you get you get the uh, the general sort of, I guess, uh, excitement of the show in a little audio photograph, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's nice to have if you're uh, if you're like a completionist collector and you like having little artifacts like this, this might be right up your alley and it sounds good. So there you go. Bonus. And it's also nice to close your eyes and uh, which I did when we were listening to this and just kind of like pretend that I'm actually at a fucking show. Indeed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For a sure. good show. Right. A very good show. Yeah. So. So there you go. Um, like I said, we won't, uh, won't won't spend too much time on this since we are known lovers of Judy and the Jerks. Uh, can't say anything but good things about this band and and all the people in the scene. It's really fucking good. Pick up a copy. Let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. One. All right. One is uh, self inflict with their demo. So here we go. Another another not for the week release. Um, let's see what song they got queued up to play. It looks like they got the first one queued up, so we'll just go with that one. So we're going to listen to Bent Knees by Self-Inflict off of their demo. So we just heard Bent Knees by Self-Inflict off of their demo. How'd you feel about that? So I just want to read you something here. Uh-huh. Um, you know, obviously, fast and 80s inspired East Coast U.S. hardcore, tried and true formula embedded with the mentality of keeping the wheel turning uh, rather than reinventing. Yeah. Couldn't said it better myself. Right. For, for sure. This is, this is, this is this, you are obligated to like this if you like punk and hard <laughs> right yeah exactly yes right because that's exactly what this is you know what i mean like you're you you can't not like this right simple as that yeah uh, yes this was very good yes i want to see this band live yes i want to fucking you know circle pit inside the side of this band for 12 minutes right 100 percent. yeah um yeah really fucking good um can't really say a lot else about it, right? It, it is tried and true. This is the formula that fucking works and will work until the end of fucking time. You know, we, on, on the recent Patreon episode that we recorded, um, we talk about the year 2002, and obviously there's a lot of uh, stuff that you were into back then that still holds um, a place in your heart that I, means nothing to me. And in fact, after that particular episode, um, I'm, I'm actually like have a good deal of antipathy towards, right? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Much, much more than, than like I thought I did. Right. right. Yeah. And I couldn't help with this was playing to compare this to, of course, like terror and hate breed, mm-hmm. not sonically, but just in, um, I guess it's intent and in it's, um, overall, uh, the mood that it sets and it's message. Right. Mm-hmm. Because 
this is this type of like burly testosterone fueled masculine fucking hardcore right for whatever it's worth right this is pretty much associated with dudes fucking dog piling in the basement and fucking going around in a circle pit sure um this is the sort of stuff that i like right yeah yeah and my biggest complaint was with shit like um you know hate breed and all that that hate breed school stuff is it's it's just shitty metal it's humorless shitty metal right right and uh this doesn't have a bunch of humor in it per se but it's just so much more fun right yeah for sure it still has like the fucking burliness to it right mm-hmm. this is um definitely still like muscle car <laughs> right. you know muscle car music right sure yeah yeah but it's fucking fun right and it's catchy yeah and it's not just weighed down by its own ridiculous sense of self-seriousness yeah no doubt i mean this is this is way way more in my lane than any of the aforementioned bands <clears throat> and as important as like hate breed and terror and bands like that are to me as we talked about on the patreon episode and as i've talked about on the show before there are standouts of that particular subsect of hardcore that mean a lot to me because of where i was in life when i heard him and got into him etc cetera, etc cetera. But uh, as we have established and uh, reiterated time and time again, this is this is the brand of hardcore that I prefer 99 times out of 100. Um, this is just really good, classic, straight up 80s inspired U.S. hardcore that, as again, as I've said a million times on this show, I will be an eternal mark for. This shit is evergreen to me. I'll buy every iteration of this band with their different names and slightly different demo art on cassette until the day that I die. Uh, I went to purchase a copy of this, but it is uh, unfortunately all sold out. Yeah, it's been gone for a minute, right? Yep, for sure. I mean, this came out back in May, so this has been gone for a minute. Yep, for sure. Um, it's really good. This, uh, this is again like um, you know, I'll I'll say I'll say once more as I did on the uh, the last time we featured a band on this label. I think not for the week is doing cool shit. They're based out of Virginia Beach, which is uh, you know an area that is um, has long stood the test of time as being a hotbed of really good fucking hardcore and punk and metal. Uh, they've put out a handful of really sick releases. I, I definitely think this label deserves uh, a little bit more attention and deserves your support. So if you liked that, they've put out a bunch of other rad shit over the course of the past few years. Um, I'm sure some of it is still available. You know, buy something for not from not for the week. Um, this is a cool label doing cool things, putting out good bands. I think they have a really solid sensibility about them. I like most of the stuff they put out. So yeah, for sure. And, and here's the thing. No guarantee that this isn't racist, right? <laughs> no, We're assuming yeah. it's not, but this sounds so fucking good, right? Right? Yeah. That unless there's like an overt sort of signal and cue that this is, mm-hmm. right? Right now, none of my, none of my fucking blinkers are blinking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm the I'm the meme of the of the smiley face with his eyes closed that says, "I pretend I do not see it." Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I just, if if this is racist, um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my best not to find out because it's really good. So. Yeah. Don't don't let me know. Don't tell and, me. You know, self inflict. If you guys are racist, don't fucking shoot your wad and send out racist stickers with your fucking demos. And not for the week. Same same goes for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Keep yes. it undercover, and you will still get those suckers to send you money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so there you go. Cannot cannot go wrong with that. Really fucking good. Wish I could buy a copy, but alas, I am uh, I'm late to the draw. So let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Three. 
All right, three is uh, Voidbringer. So here we go. We're gonna we're gonna get my wish and find out what a new six two five thrash band sounds like. You can find this at six two five. Just the 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 numerals six two five thrash The band is Voidbringer. The release is Cruel and Unusual. Um, this is a debut EP, I guess. So uh, Vermont Maple Violence, ten songs of punishing, pissed, anti-fascist power violence from Vermont. There you go. Um, it looks like they have the song FFS queued up to play, so we'll listen to that. So we're going to listen to FFS by Voidbringer off of Cruel and Unusual. We just heard FFS by Voidbringer off of their debut EP, Cruel and Unusual. I should also note, um, this is actually a co-release between <clears throat> 65 Thrash and Blind Rage Records, who I've talked about on the show before, run by mm-hmm. uh, uh, my homie James, um, and uh, based out of Dayton, has put out some stuff for me, has put out some stuff for uh, a lot of cool bands. James is a, a longtime, longtime fan of like PV and Grind, has put out uh, a handful of releases for some of Trevor from Rival Mob and Wound Man and et cetera, et cetera. X Files X uh, put out some some releases for some of his projects as well. Um, so this is definitely in James Lane. So shout out to, uh, to Blind Rage as well. Hi, uh, Nate, how'd you feel about that? So we should talk fast stuff a lot on here, right? Yeah, sure. Because a lot of it doesn't really go for the throat. A lot of it is almost hokey in the way that it's trying to ape the tropes of days gone by, right? Yeah. Instead of just get to the fucking point, go for the throat, make it noisy, make it fast, and get the fuck out, right? Right. The first half of this song was all about that, and I was into it. Mm-hmm. Kind of started to lose me with the, uh, with the uh, I guess, stompy bit you know, about two thirds of the way through, but that said it was only a minute and four. So I mean, I mean, a a minute and uh, two seconds. Right. So it didn't overstay its welcome with that. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I like this because it was so fucking noisy and fasty and going and fast and going through the throat, like right, right out of the gate. Right. Just blast the whole way through and go. Um, that's what I like. Uh, I'm not really interested in, uh, like I said, the, the goofier, um, the goofier forms of uh, fast core and power violence, right? Yeah, yeah. And the production on this, because it was so noisy, helped out a lot too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just made it like a wall of sound that was grating on the fucking ears. Yeah, we talked about the production on like old like Drop Dead releases and shit and how much that aids in the overall, I guess, just ambiance. Um, yep. No, no goofy fucking bah, bah, bah vocals or none of that shit. Just fucking go, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, I thought this was solid. This was, uh, this was definitely PV, um, in, uh, in the long standing, just sort of 
uh, tradition of the genre, right? It was, uh, it was very, very no frills. It was very noisy. It was lo-fi. It was fast. Um, I got no beef with this at all. Um, that said, you know, <clears throat> I don't think it's bringing into the, anything to the table that is uh, particularly interesting, which is like, you know, one of my one of my gripes with this and. And because it's not unlike, you know, what we, what we just heard previous to this with, mm-hmm. you know, self-inflict, whereas where that's also not reinventing the wheel whatsoever, bringing anything new to the table, the format is just so inherently catchy um, right. that you can revisit it many times and it feels very, very evergreen. Whereas this, I think, um, I think arguably had kind of like run its course by the end of the 90s. You know what I mean? Um, with very few exceptions, I don't think that there are new bands uh, doing anything within the genre that uh, that's like stand out. Um, I think there are definite exceptions, but I don't think this was one of them. But at the same, on the same token, if I saw this in a basement and they ripped, I would be, I'd be stoked about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be bummed at all. I might, I, I might pick up a tape, but I'm not necessarily going to gravitate towards it either. You know? Yeah, I think that I think that when you have newer newer iterations of PV and so forth, I I think that like modeling the hatred surge route, yeah. Instead of trying to sound like some of the like Man is the Bastard or anything like that, like trying to go back to those really iconic mm-hmm. um, bands just doesn't work. But For sure. you know, keep it simple and fast and angry a la hatred surge and you pretty much got a warning a, a, a winning combination. Yeah, definitely. A winning formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree for sure. Like I said, I think this is uh, this is this is pretty on point it's in terms of like a newer PV band. I got I got no gripes with this at all. Um, not, not rushing to purchase it per se, but I think it was real solid. Um, I really don't have anything else to say about it. You know, yep. um, let's uh, let's roll the dice once more. We're uh, we're fucking zooming through them. We are moving through them. Four. All right, four is the chain with uh pain so this is uh their contribution to uh the last ride records comp this is australia volume two you can find this at last ride rec last ride records.bandcamp.com um let's uh let's just jump into it so we're gonna listen to pain by the band the chain from australia We just heard the song "Pain" by the band The Chain. This is uh, this is yet another band that uh, I think kind of speaks for itself. That I, I don't want to ramble on too much about. Um, 
somewhat in the vein of uh, the self-inflict stuff that we heard earlier in the sense that it's obviously pulling from uh, the long tradition of straight ahead hardcore. This is a little bit burlier. Uh, the production is a little bit burlier. It's a little bit heavier. Maybe owes uh, a little bit more to some like late '80s New York hardcore stuff, but it doesn't have that bounce to it. Um, it just had like a little bit of a, a heavier, had, had like stompy and fast moments to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that as well. Um, but all in all, really, really fucking good. Burly, fast, to the point. Um, Mashi, stompy gets in and gets in and out in a minute and four seconds. Got no beef with this at all. Would love to hear uh, a seven inch worth of stuff, uh, stuff from this band in this vein. That was, that was real good. Yeah. Well, they do have the seven inch, um, bitter pill. Okay. That came out. I think this is what showed up early in, in 2019. I think that this was, I don't know if we listened to it, but I think it was in the, it was sent in back then. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, um, yeah, this is good. I like it. Right. So far we've had a few just basic straightforward takes on a form that we really like. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of them, or we at least, if not really like, at least uh, can give a head nod to, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I got no complaints about this whatsoever. It's nice to, um, I was really kind of kind of getting bummed on, uh, after that first band, the um, Kuklinski. Kuklinski, yeah. I'm like, man, I hope we're not in for a fucking episode of this sort of shit. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. That was, right? yeah, it wasn't a strong start. And this is, this by and large has been an episode right up our lane, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, it's been uh, Judy and the Jerks. It's been The Chain. It's been um, um, Self-Inflict. Self-Inflict, which is really good. So yeah, I mean, it's it's Voidbringer. Yeah. Pretty much right up our lane. If not like the best examples of what we heard and stuff like that, at least really good and really fun. All bands that uh, we would definitely think were the best band that night if we saw them in a basement. No doubt. No doubt for sure. And I can't, I can't ask for anything more uh, from an episode of this show. Um, no. Especially, especially, you know, two years into it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was real fucking good. Um, I would, uh, yeah, there, we did definitely, we did definitely have their previous uh, EP in the queue, but I'm not sure if we actually got around to listening to it. If we did, uh, my bad for, for forgetting, but we've listened to fucking thousands of bands since then. And uh, I'll be on the lookout for a, for a new release from these guys. That was real solid. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice again. Four. Dude, again, it just dances right around <laughs> Anthony's Anthony's band, dude. The dice just doesn't want to land on it. Um, all right. So this is Corrupted Saint with Mutilated Before the Masses. You can find this at CorruptedSaintThrash.BandCamp.com. Um, definitely looks like some uh, – it's like the cover art's pretty sick. The cover um, art is like gladiator flaying slaves to – bits and, and prisoners to bits yeah for sure um but the logo and and like typeface and like color like color selection on this it's like um it's very polished it's like it's highly it's got like a high degree of like digital sheen on it mm-hmm. um which gives me some pause just because it, it, it <laughs> yes you yes. know what i mean right. um i'm wondering i'm wondering just um how polished are the slam riffs in this right yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I don't know if it's slam or not, but that's what I'm I'm immediately thinking of. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, so it looks like they've got the first song queued up to play. Um, we'll just go with that. So we're going to listen to Tomb of the Tyrant, T- Tomb of the Tyrant by Corrupted Saint off of Mutilated Before the Masses.
All right, we just listened to Tomb of the Tyrant by Corrupted Sate off of their record Mutilated Before the Masses. And yeah, this this kind of ended up being uh, more or less what I what I expected it to be just via the cover art, via the, as I mentioned, uh, sort of high, high, high level of digital gloss on it and whatnot in the sense that it is uh, hyper-polished, um, very loudly mastered, uh, death metal-informed thrash stuff. Um, to me, this, this feels like um, the next logical step of you know, um, flipped, flipped up bill trucker hat party thrash, you know, incorporating elements of, of slightly heavier music. This, this feels like uh, the rightful successor to that wave of thrash, you know, municipal waste and toxic holocaust and all that stuff. Um, and if you like that kind of shit, you can't really go wrong with this. I thought this was real solid. It's, it is a little bit more polished, um, than what I typically gravitate towards in this world. Um, there's a lot of bands that sound like this, that just kind of continually, um, slip under my radar because I'm not really looking out for this kind of shit i'm not typically seeking out stuff that sounds exactly like this if i want to listen to thrash um this isn't necessarily the exact type of thrash that i gravitate towards and if i want to listen to death metal um i usually gravitate towards like a grimier moldier incarnation Mm -hmm. of it so this falls in like a space where it's pulling from plenty of bands that i like and it's doing something that i generally have absolutely no beef with and always have a good time watching live but don't necessarily ever find myself actively seeking out you know what i mean so it's just it's 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 a band that when it's on i'm like yeah this is real solid this is good this is fun would definitely catch this band if they were playing live but it's of a world that is is very closely adjacent to but like still distinct from from kind of my world you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah this is you're right this is very um very shiny yeah um there's literally nothing you can say bad about it as far as uh it's 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 execution no not at all um sounds perfectly good if i saw this band live that's all that fucking sort of shit but there was nothing in this song that absolutely like grabbed me and made me pay attention and go oh fuck right yeah nothing right yep it was fast. It was thrashy, solid from start to back, but no point from, 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 from front to back. But at no point did I actually stop and pay attention and wish that I could turn the volume off a little louder. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so, hmm, you know, I'm trying to compare it to like other stuff that has come out that's really well produced, thrashy, not quite the same, but really well produced, thrashy stuff this past year. And I land on like that um, a new enforced record. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And there's that track beneath me on that record. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, dude! The second half of that track, yeah. that that whole the, the track's pretty short, but the second half of that, the first time I heard that, yeah, the speakers in my car couldn't go loud enough. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And so that's what this was missing for me was like that hook, that part that grabbed me by the throat and absolutely made me pay attention. Right. This was all about the fucking, basically the the speed and the precision of execution. Uh, but there was, there was nothing in here that I felt, um, there was nothing in here that really, that really caught my ear. Yeah, for sure. The song kind of all blended together. Yeah. That's, and that's how this, this kind of whole, this whole world is for me is that I think all of it is capable and good and fun, but just not particularly compelling, you know? Yeah. So fine. Good, good artwork, good execution. You know, I was thinking about, um, the Roman Colosseum. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that we, uh, I guess the way that we sort of fetishize it nowadays, you know? Sure, yeah. In movies and stuff. And, and we think like back to those those good old days of barbarism with like, uh, well, you and I always 
bemoan the uh, the cancer that uh, three hundred wrought upon culture, <laughs> yeah. our culture, right? Yeah, we're just talking about that last night. Yeah, right. How everybody thinks that, like in the ancient, like like it would have been cool to be a gladiator. Not <laughs> right. everybody, but you know, you know the dude that thinks it. You know the dude that thought they would be a badass gladiator back then, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same dude that's got a loud goddamn fucking charger. Yeah. And uh, is a big UFC fan. Yeah. It's your, it's your fucking uncle by marriage, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. And like, I, I can't, it's hard for me to fathom how in actuality, how utterly depraved and horrific those days must have been. <laughs> yeah. No shit, dude. You know what I mean? When yeah. like the big thing happening, right. And yeah. I, I don't think we're far removed from it. Don't, 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 uh, dear listener, think that like, I'm saying that this can't happen today. Right. But we really take for granted how easy and wonderful and nice modern society lets us live. For sure. Yeah, man. We really fucking take that for granted, right? We yeah. think, we think because we like UFC and because we like, you know, don't tread on me and because we like guns and shit like that, that like we're ready uh -huh. for what the fucking BC era brought. Yo, you were not ready for whatever the fuck was happening a thousand years ago. <laughs> no way, dude. No. You are not in any way ready from the shitter where maybe you're using your hand or I, I was watching some, I don't know, I was watching some fucking show and, you know, ostensibly they did their research and they're using the shitter and then there's like a rag on a stick in a bucket and they just reach down and wipe their ass with that. Right. Right. No, you're not ready for the shitter. You're not ready for the food. You're not ready for the comfortable living at home with fucking like basically like rigid hard furniture and empty rooms that you have to sit on pillows in the floor right yeah you're not ready for any of it and you sure as shit are not ready for the main event the big attraction the festival that everybody fucking loves everybody fucking loves like the goddamn state <laughs> fair is just basically a blender of humans and animals in front of you right <laughs> yeah no, no doubt, dude. There is, there is come not one, come all, come one, come all, and witness atrocity the likes of which make Jesus weep. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not a fucking chance in the remotest depths of hell that you are fucking prepared for that emotionally, physically, mentally on no fucking level, man. Right. You, this is, this is not listening to the Jocko podcast and you're fucking lifted Ford F one fifty. This is real no. shit that this you are going to get real tired of real quick. Dare I say, probably run quickly in the opposite direction of if ever actually confronted with it. Right. Like if you went back in a time machine, right? People are like, well, I'm the smartest man. I know all the They don't fucking believe you. You're a witch. You're going to die. You're going to be a slave. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not going to be fucking anything. You're, you, the, the, the only thing you're going to be is skewered in a goddamn fucking pike because you don't speak the language and you look weird. Right. Yeah. You don't have the immune system for the fucking germs they were kicking around, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what happens if you get an infection? You might die. Yeah, right? no, no Oops, penicillin. I lacerated my hand and I got an infection. None of these fucking rock-clicking knuckleheads have any idea even what a bacterium is, let alone medicine. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, good luck. Like, <laughs> those days had to be so fucking horrible. Yeah, absolutely, man.
There's, you know, when I think about it, there's virtually, as much as I say, I, I like to think like, ah, I was born in the wrong time or some shit like that. I was. I should have been born like once we get past all this and we're living Star Trek utopia. That's when I should have been fucking born. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. That's when right? I could really be at my best. That's when I could be at my best, right? Because there's virtually no time in the past when I look and think, yeah, that would have been cool to grow up then. No, no, no way. The only fucking, the only time that I ever imagined myself um, better suited to like a, a different way of life are all fantasies. They're yes, all, they're exactly. all fantasy like, worlds, like you know? Total fantasy where I am indeed the fucking hero, right? right? Yeah, exactly. I am indeed the hero. Like I, we were talking last night, like I started playing the Witcher three and like, yeah, I'm the Witcher. I'm a fucking badass. It's awesome. Right. Right. But everybody else. They look terrible. It looks like it's fucking awful for them. All those other NPCs in the game, I feel bad for them. They're, they're so fucked up. Right, yeah. And that's just scratching the surface of how fucked up it must have actually been in, like, the real history analog of The Witcher. <laughs> well, that's the problem, though, is that everybody everybody thinks that they're, as you pointed out last night when we were talking about it, every thinks that everybody thinks they're Geralt of Rivia and not the toothless, retarded peasant Say, please, sir, there's a witch, there's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Oi, oi, was looking at me lady's dogs when a fucking witch came through and (laughs) gutted me children. Please, witcher, find these fuckers. Right, that's that's who you are. Or like, I was scratching in the dirt in me garden when the Nilf Guardians came along and gutted the whole village. Only way I survived was to pull me children over me and cover me in their blood and intestines. (laughs) Thought I was dead too. Got nothing to live for now. (laughs) Right, yeah, that's... That's you. You're not Gerald of Rivia. No, no. And you're not the dude on this album cover whipping the fucking slaves to death. And if you think that you are, my God, you're a horrible fucking person. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing good happening here. From the people in the crowd that got nothing better to do than watch people get ripped to fucking bits to the poor slaves that are either ripping each other to bits or being ripped to bits by another slave that has just a little more fucking pull than they do. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? As uh, as tough as you think you are, no matter what, you're still a pussy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no time, there's no previous historical era in which you'd be fit to to live. Even like recent, like 1900s, right? Nope. No. Right? Okay, go back to the 1950s, the good old fucking days, right? Yeah. Hope you're white. (laughs) <laughs> and and if you and if you are white, I hope you're ready to fucking toe the social line. I hope you're ready to get a nine a to five and be, yeah. I hope you're. I hope you're not fucking gay. Uh, I hope you're not. Uh, I hope you don't like weed. Uh, yeah. I hope you're very very ready to to toe a tight social line or be committed to an institution of some sort. Right. And if you are, you know, out of line in any way, hope no one ever finds out. Right. right. Yeah. Let's sure. go back to World War Two. Don't want to live back then either, because once again, same rules apply as the 50s. But now you're probably going to go die over in Europe some horrible fucking death. Same thing can be said for the era of World War One, Civil War, Revolutionary War. Why the fuck would you want to live in the 1700s? What are you, a fucking moron? Yeah. You know? For sure. You man. couldn't even get good food, right? You're eating fucking maggot-filled bread and rotten water unless you're George Washington with your fucking horse teeth sitting up in the fucking White House. Right, yeah, and even then, it's not great. Then you're George Washington, the president with fucking horse teeth. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, how, could, how good could it actually be, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the president of the United States has horse teeth. That's as good as it fucking gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that tells you everything you need to know. Right? That yeah. tells you everything you need to fucking know. 
<laughs> so, so on that note, we've uh, we've gotten through six bands. We got a fuck ton of voicemails. Uh, Probably everybody bitching at us for fucking big up on a racist band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I um, feel like we could just address all those concerns at once, or we already did. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure if we if we did actually get anything about that. We'll uh, we'll see. But uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's pivot to voicemails, bang out as many as we can in the next twenty or so minutes, and then uh, then call it a night. All right. Hey, D. Smokey Johnson here calling in to talk some shit on other callers on this show. Um, I just want to say real quick, the guy that called in last episode talking about uh, rubbing on his girlfriend's pussy. I don't know if you guys noticed, but based on his voice uh, and probably the area of the United States he's from, I would bet you he's rubbing on his sister's pussy. Smokey Johnson signing off. Fuck rednecks, also. Suck my dick. Well, it just sounds like Smokey Johnson doesn't have a girlfriend whose pussy he can rub. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Because if he did, he'd know how awesome it was and how much you want to brag about it all the fucking time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's uh, let's let's find out what is uh, is the thoughts he forgot to include in the first message. Were right. D Smokey Johnson again. Sorry for calling twice. I'll get it out of the way quick. I swear to God, Gray, you reminded me of Drank. Drank is the shit. When I was in high school, uh, you know, before I was dabbling in uh, various methods of intoxication, I thought drink was badass because it was basically like, hey, we're lean, but we're not lean. There's no, you know, cough syrup or whatever the fuck. Anyway, thanks. Got to go find some drink. See you. Yeah, it, that's true. It was the the entire the entire marketing angle on that beverage was, hey, this is lean, but it's not actually lean. It doesn't intoxicate you in any way, but it's purple and like it's called drink. And um, we're we're definitely trying to emulate. Um, we're we're trying to emulate lean, but in a legal way. So <laughs> certainly, certainly a uh, a little exploitive, you know. Absolutely, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. That said, Smokey Johnson, if you do find, uh, if you get like a fucking lead on where to find any drink, I'm pretty sure it is no longer in production. But if if you if you find the lead, let me know because I love that shit. It's fucking delicious, <laughs> and I will order a case 100. Um, percent All right, we got an AJ message, so uh, buckle in. You know what? Fuck my previous message, that little stupid rant. Uh, straight up, you're vegan? Kill yourself. I'm dead serious. You're not doing shit for this earth. We're all going to die in 20 years anyway. We don't give a fuck. All you do is look like you're some self-righteous jacking off to the own thought or when you're looking in the fucking mirror and that you have some like, I love animals, but you don't. I mean, for fuck's sake, meat eaters love animals. Meat eaters fucking eat animals because they love them so much. All you do is eat plants, and do you love plants? You say you do, but you're eating that fucking plant, you know? So straight up, fuck you, find the nearest fucking gun shop, buy it, and then put one in your fucking skull. And if you're too much of a fucking pussy, I hope next time you go in the woods and hike, a bear maims you, and then mounts you, and then humps you to fucking death, because that's what you're good for. You are good for some weird biological bullshit, mate. Like, not even just crossbreeding for animals animals are the dominant race we are not you being vegan does not do anything it doesn't show your love of animals it just shows that you really want attention and honestly i get we're changing the fucking world no we're not there's maybe 0.4 million vegans 0.4 percent of the world is vegan and are we changing it fuck no so if you're so straight up 
Kill yourself? Great. Kill yourself? Nate, you can survive. Keep eating your steaks. Now I'm going to go eat a Satan cheesesteak and hopefully not shit blood. Peace. All right, so I found something for you, buddy. Uh, me me, or AJ? Both you guys. Well, not AJ. Well, AJ is vegan too, so. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I figured, you know, whatever, yeah. right? That's a hot take on veganism that uh, is probably as old as veganism itself. Probably, yeah. Um, I found something for you and the Smokey Johnson, and I put it in the chat. Oh shit! Okay, let's. Uh, it do... is still made, and you can order it through their fucking website. Holy shit! They got Drink Classic. It's a little bit of a rebrand. It's not twenty percent off when you drink when you purchase twenty dollars or more Labor Day weekend sale. So I guess it's over. Yeah, it's, they it's... got uh, twelve packs for thirty five eighty eight. It's it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit steep. I'm not gonna lie. You spend two dollars a fucking bottle on Clearly Canadian. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and earlier today, I spent so much money at like a vegan barbecue pop-up thing that I will not even say the amount that I spent because it is legitimately embarrassing. I like how vegan – so so to, to, to piggyback on AJ here for a second, yeah, right? Yeah. Vegan barbecue is basically just drink barbecue sauce. <laughs> Well, because they, that's what you're going for, right? You're just going for the fucking barbecue sauce. Well, yeah, except that fake meat has come a very long way in the last 20 or 30 years, and they can get I, pretty I will close. give you that. I have not tried an Impossible Burger, but I'm just saying, like, the idea of vegan barbecue is basically just go ahead and, and drink barbecue sauce <laughs> or put it on bread or something. Well, I used to drink barbecue sauce as a child, so that, that tracks. Um, it's fucking good. It's, it's really fucking good. But, yo, good looks. I, um, I'm almost certainly going to actually order a, a case of classic drink because it's really fucking good so um there you go d smoky johnson nate and they're uh, called drank supplements <laughs> supplements <laughs> i can tell you what that is not a fucking supplement for anything yeah a supplement for uh for the ongoing process of you getting diabetes or like various other health complications from drinking horrible well, horrible beverages. In, in a way like you know vitamins and stuff are supplements ostensibly for your health right uh-huh ostensibly right, right? sure this is a supplement to help you achieve other goals. Right. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a supplement for unhealth. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next message. Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, Nate and Gray. I just uh, had like a random side, you know, like how, uh, basically I kind of saw, uh, school drugs recently live. And I know I found them on this podcast and stuff. And I kind of like came to the conclusion at that show that like, a lot of like where like hardcore at is that like right now, to me at least, is it's seemingly perfect. I mean, there's so much to like choose from than like than say like when this shit would start popping off like in the early '80s and stuff. And I don't know. I just think it's cool like the evolution of where we're at and all the variety that we have. I know it's like a schizophrenic thing. I'm going back and forth, but. Yeah, anyway, that's just my thought. I think it's cool the era of hardcore that we're living in, and it's just neat that I we have so much to pull from. You can be so specific on what you like, and it's it's amazing. Uh, have a good one, guys. Yeah, so I think that's a pretty fair take, actually, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I think that sometimes it's 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 easy to like bemoan mm-hmm. right things nowadays, and and you know we've often said that there's a that's a that's a quick trip into fucking old guy hell you know what i mean for sure yeah but we've also acknowledged that like it's so fucking easy now to find something that you like and just then open that up and it's an endless sea of other things that you're gonna like yeah i so i i think honest to god i think the only way that you could make um an argument that that 
hardcore and punk now is worse than it was at any other time, like largely speaking, is purely based on it, it, it essentially has to be based around having a pre existing preference for things that were, or having yeah. a cultural bias of some sort. Because if you are a young person who is like weaned on this culture and you have no particular beef with how people interact now, you have no particular beef with the internet or whatever, if you're just getting into hardcore. Uh, for its sort of like basic entry level things that it offers, which, you know, being the music, um, a, a place to gather with like minded individuals, something that exists as an alternative to sort of mainstream culture. This is, I think, objectively the best time. Um, there are more great bands now than arguably have ever existed at a single time uh, in the entire previous uh, 50 or so year history of like punk and hardcore. Um, you can access them remotely at, at your literal fingertips whenever you want to, uh, records are being actively made. There was a period of time when it was hard to even buy vinyl or tapes. You basically right. just had to pick up CDs. You can buy records. You can be a fucking record collector very fucking easily. So any gripes that, that any of us have with, uh, with like subculture as it exists now, like I said, it's literally purely based on a preference for things that were and no longer are. And that's fine. I think we're all entitled to feel that way uh, to, to varying degrees. But I think as a young person coming into it now, it would be really hard to argue with them and say, oh, no, it used to be better. It used to be cooler or whatever. Um, I think without the the sort of cultural trapping surrounding it and the cultural preferences, I think I think objectively now um, is probably the best time ever to to get to, to grow up being into punk, you know? Yeah. And even like, um, I guess maybe we put on these rose colored glasses and we have this idea of like a punk show or like punk and hardcore as being this melting pot of weirdos and stuff like that. Right. Um, but it's, it's never been more true than it is now. Like there's tons of fucking representation for other, other things other than just like white suburban dudes. For right? sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it is, it is pretty sick right now. And, um, as much as I fucking, you know, piss and moan about this or that and, and I kind of have a predilection towards the way things were just because uh, that's, you know, when I came up was in the 90s. Um, you know, it's it's familiar to me, I guess, in a way. Sure. But um, at the same time, you know, it's um, it is objectively better now. For sure. And I think I think actually bringing up the idea of representation is uh, is 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 pretty on point there in the sense that, like, yeah, there are actually um more genuine like fringe weird motherfuckers in right. punk and hardcore actively making art and like being allowed to like make music in those spaces um than ever before you have way more like trans queer uh women uh black and brown folks making music than has ever existed in the history of this culture it, it actually i think for the first time um, is is uh, closer than ever to the thing that it always aspired to be on paper, you know? Yeah, like, you know, you can look back to, and I, I kind of look at this when I look at, like, old show footage from, like, Minor Threat shows in the 80s, right? Yeah. And everybody looks fucking weird, and everybody looks different and that sort of thing, but not really, man. <laughs> you know, if you're, like, a trans person and you walked into that Minor Threat show in 1981, the record would probably skip. For sure, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. Probably, you know? So, yeah, it's, um, it is objectively better, right? Yeah. And, um, if you don't think so, it's because you're a fucking old man. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. We got, uh, we got three more. Let's, uh, let's just let's bang these out real quick. Hey, hey. I, um, uh, I was thinking 
not a big fan of E-Town Concrete. Uh, <laughs> but I do respect the fact that they get the N-word in to their lyrics. Uh, I think maybe I could like them just based on the fact that their top-tier wiggerdom gives them an N-word pass. Because uh, last I knew, they're pretty much all white dudes, right? And I was just wondering if maybe you guys like D-Town Concrete based on the fact that they say the N-word in their lyrics. Well, let me know what your thoughts are. So I, I, I've literally never heard E-Town Concrete. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I, I pretty I, I expected that to be the case. Um, I like I th- honestly, I thought they were a Christian band like DC Talk. <laughs> no, no, no. E-Town Concrete is like. New Jersey uh, wigger core from the nineties. Uh, so we were just talking about representation, uh-huh. and now we're throwing around the N word <laughs> and wiggers. <laughs> yeah, well, we're the we're we're the old guys we were warning you about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, hey, Joe, you can put the N word in lyrics too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's no fucking law against it. Right? Yeah, just see how it goes for you. <laughs> I think that's probably what they did. Hey, this is what we're doing. We're asserting ourselves this way. Yeah. So, so Etown Concrete, I do like purely ironically. Um, it is. It is funny, fun music for sure. Time to Shine is a, a stone cold classic of stupidity. Um, I mean, it's like there's straight up rapping on those records. And yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody in the band was was white. Um, I know. I'm looking at them right now. If they weren't, they are now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's uh, there were a lot of do rags. There were a lot of three XL football jerseys and 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 sagging pants and shit. And um, I I mean, I think. I think you also, you know, it's important to note that uh, cultural culture was markedly different during that time. And mm. a street motherfucker from New Jersey uh, could say that word with pretty much like uh, cultural impunity uh, for the most part. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how that Vince would go. Vince McMahon got away with it. <laughs> Vince McMahon did get away with it. Um, so, uh, you know. To, to changing times, right? I don't, I don't know that that could, I don't know that that could fly now. Um, but, uh, but respect for them, like really, really committing to the bid, I guess, you know, <laughs> it had to be a bit, right. I just, I have a hard time believing when I, when I'm, as I'm looking at it, that, uh-huh. that that's not nah, fake. No, I think it's, I think it's like as 100% heartfelt as, as it could get actually. Okay, if you say so. I'm pretty sure. So, um, all right, let's let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Is it bad that I like Grimyard more? Fuck you guys. Get me a shirt from Convulse Fest. <laughs> so, all right, all right. Now, now, now we're talking, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now we're talking, <laughs> right? No, it's not bad that you like Grim. I See, here's the thing. I kind of, you know, I said something good, something cool happened earlier this week. I kind of like the fact that I had the fucking wool pulled over my eyes, right? Right. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like the fact that, like, it wasn't intentional, obviously. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying the grim skin is out there trying to get you, right? He's trying to get some. Maybe he's trying to get somebody. I don't know. But, right. you know, all I'm saying is I kind of like the fact that I got hoodwinked, and I kind of have to give a bit of a nod. For respect. sure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no doubt. Okay, you got me. <laughs> right. Right. And I also, I think, I think this is a really good lesson uh, for anybody. Maybe, maybe, maybe you weren't, you weren't swayed on this, but I've often said that 
the the argument that people put forth where it's like, well, why would you listen to this this real sketchy band or or consume uh, art by this sketchy person when there are so many alternatives that aren't sketchy that are probably better? And I've often made made the argument that I think that um, I think that that indicates that you have like a, a lack of understanding or a lack of appreciation for like music and art as a concept in general, because I think the 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 potential uh of like art as as a human endeavor is that it it supersedes the people making it is that it stands as like a testament uh to the ability of human beings being of human beings to create stuff that stands apart from themselves right like i think it's just it's just not a good it's not a good argument and i i often think that people are are making bad faith arguments when they say shit like that, or when they say shit like, Oh, a screwdriver is not even good. You know what I mean? And it's just like, right. you're, you're not being truthful. That's not true. You know? And if you right, heard this, right. if you heard this devoid of the cultural context surrounding it, you would think it was good because it is, you know? Right, <laughs> and absolutely. I, think, I think Grimyard is a really good example of that where maybe there were some people who got hoodwinked, and it caused them to pause and reassess and say, oh, wait, you know what? Uh, maybe I'm still not going to consume this stuff. Maybe I'm not going to send $5 to this guy. But sometimes good art is made by bad people. <laughs> and you know what? It's also like a, a like an interesting opportunity for the self, too, because you start to find those gray areas for yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, yeah, it ain't hip. It ain't hip to be fucking, you know. Uh, it ain't hip to be a fucking bigot, right? No, it sucks ass. I mean, it just ain't. And there's there's practically nothing more pathetic than uh, like a point of pride being something in which you had no no factor in and no control of. No right? doubt, yeah. Right? It's lame to be fucking proud of where you're from. It's lame to be proud of the fucking color of your skin just because you're white. Hey, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Boy, your life must fucking suck, right? For sure. Um. So whatever, but... Uh, it's interesting to find those little gray areas in yourself, right? For sure. And uh, this is a perfect example of that because I ain't going to front. I still like that music. But, um, you know, if he'd just kept his fucking mouth shut, I bought the next thing he put out too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, Could have got more money out of me. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's just listen to this last one and, uh, and wrap it up. Uh, hey, guys. It's Tyler Hammer. Um, you guys talked about, like Nate has talked about, not liking going to fest because there's a lot of fucking bullshit. I will say playing fest is like way worse. Like I, I think it's, I didn't think I would like hate it. I don't, I don't hate it, but recently played a fest in Chicago this past weekend and oof, it's like, Oh, I'm here for 12 hours and I got to watch merch. And then, Oh, great. You know, we're leaving at two in the morning. So that shit fucking kind of sucks. Love seeing sick bands, but oof. that is like way worse than like going to a fest. If you go to a fest, you can just fucking leave. If you're playing a fest, I don't know, kind of can't. I think, Gray, I think you did some, you, you played Warp Tour or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, also, Legion by Deicide, man, that album fucking, oof. Damn rules. All right. See you guys. Yeah. The first, actually, I really, you know, Legion by day, by Deicide and uh, the first full length are really good too. They're fucking nuts, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have played a few fests and stuff and done on tours and stuff. You're right. 
the only thing worse than actually attending a fest the whole day because you actually have the ability to leave and do something else is playing a fest for sure um, because you don't and if you want to leave then you're putting your bandmates on the fucking spot right mm-hmm. um you guys can't you know it's it sucks i i i've i played a few and uh hated it i hated it every time yeah for sure um yeah tyler you noted that i did i did in fact play warp tour yeah imagine that being your day-to-day life for like two and a half months can't like don't have a car um can't can't really leave unless i want to get a fucking uber or a cab or something into town because usually i'm playing like some fucking fairgrounds or something that is uh by and large not 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 at a part not in a part of the city that uh anything um cool is easily accessible from yeah it fucking sucks playing fest is um it's one of the worst things to do i'm playing a fest this coming Saturday, um, and luckily it's a local, and it's like two blocks from my house, and I'm so happy about that because when I'm done, I can literally just make an Irish exit, walk out the back door, go uh, go go to my living room and watch sliders while a bunch of um, C-rate black metal bands fucking uh, blast away a couple blocks away from me while I have nothing to do with it. So yeah, I'm with you. Playing fest objectively worse than attending fest for sure. Um, so on that note. That's uh that's it. Let's fucking let's wrap it up for the night. Oh, is there a text? Uh maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm just gonna read this. Lost camo Kiski Junction Railroad hat at the Zorn show on Friday night. Think it was thrown in the coffin at the end of the set. If Philly folks got it, I'm meeting up with Swerve It at the end of the month. Fuck you, Nate and Gray. Um, so that's a a, a Philly specific text. If you lost your camo Kiski Junction Railroad hat at the Zorn show on Friday night, um, this individual has it, and they're meeting up with Swervid at the end of the month. Um, I'm I'm glad that somebody is just now using our text, our text <laughs> line as like a lo- as like a lost and found dude. Here you there you go. Fucking use this shit as <laughs> the hardcore personals, you know? Yeah, yeah. Once a week we'll go through it, right? Yeah, yeah. You exactly. got something for sale? We'll fucking try to sell it for you. Put <laughs> yeah. it up there. Put yeah, it up for sale, right? Right. Yeah, you're trying to get rid of your fucking soft tech head or whatever. <laughs> go ahead, put it up for sale. Give you drop your info. We'll uh, we'll plug it to like minded, um, Corman core women and core persons we'll uh we'll do the best we can <laughs> for sure which is probably not very good not a service you'd want to pay for i'll tell you that um so uh yeah let's call it there for the night if you want to send uh send us a message uh 222 or 260-222-8341 just uh keep it brief if you want to send uh send music in just make sure it's a year or less old it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com and if you want to become a patron it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast we got a new one going up um, by the time you hear this, this will uh, the new Patreon episode will either already be up or be going up uh, shortly thereafter. Um, we're uh, we're back into the swing of things, getting regular to uh, to a month content up. Um, I think the last few episodes have been really good. So if you want to shoot us five bucks or up a month, uh, you get access to everything that we put out and uh, everything that we have put out previously. And uh, that about does it. You know, rate and review on iTunes. Tell your friends to listen. Thanks, uh, thanks to everybody who tunes in weekly. We appreciate you. I got no other thoughts. Uh, Nate, if you're, uh, if you're good to go, we'll wrap it up. I'm good to go. All right. Peace. Later.